This podcast is brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Yes, it is, mate. We are all done and dusted with the podcast royale now, and we are looking forward to Magic Round. We yeah. are. You know what that means? What does that mean, Josh? It means there's going to be thousands of people in the Caxton car park getting blokes down their throats. Thousands of people getting thousands of blokes down thousands of throats. It's going to be so fucking sick. Do you reckon there's ever been more blokes down blokes' throats? And women's throats as well In one place at one time Absolutely not Guinness, no. Guinness World Records were here They'd be breaking that record And there's not a place that I'd rather get a bloke down my throat Than the Caxton Car Park at Magic Round No, it's the greatest place to get a bloke down your throat So guys, if you want to get a bloke down your throat And you're not going to be at the Caxton Make sure you go to blokeatabar.com Put in your postcode on the store locator And find out where you can get some bloke Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Clutzy, have you heard about the brand new way to make money? No. Do you want to hear about it? Yes, please tell me more. It's a foolproof method. Foolproof? Yeah, foolproof, yeah. Foolproof is the word I'm looking for, method. Uh, It's called going to dominoes.com.au and entering the the code BBB2DL and getting two pizzas and two sides from $25 delivered. Oh, so you're basically getting it for free. You're basically getting it for free. You're basically making money at that price. They're giving it away. That is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why I haven't done it before. It's one of the fucking simplest life hacks I've ever I've ever come across in my life. Uh, do you want to tell the lovely people about their brand new pizza, the Philly cheesesteak? Oh my God, yes I do. The Philly cheesesteak. Now, for those who don't know what a Philly cheesesteak is, it's this glorious thing on a bun usually with uh, a bunch of nicely finely chopped up meat and just uh, capsicum peppers and cheese and Domino's have just gone where we've heard Klutzy talk about Philly cheesesteaks way too many times so we've chucked it on a pizza so the big fella can just keep eating and eating and eating them. I've seen Klutzy get very very excited over food plenty of times but I've never (laughs) seen him get as excited and as animated as the first time he tried the Philly cheesesteak pizza so if you're out and about this weekend and you need your pizza fix make sure you go to Domino's uh, try the Philly cheesesteak pizza there's a host of codes which are pinned on our Instagram and in our Facebook group to give you a cheeky little discount too uh, plenty of different bundles, so check them out. And thank you to Domino's for supporting the show this week. Bloody brilliant beers. Bloody brilliant beers. Bloody brilliant sport. And welcome back to the Bloody Brilliant Beers podcast brought to you by Bluebet. That's Clutz, I'm Darcy. We are the Bloody Brilliant Beers. We started out reviewing craft beers on Facebook and now we bring you the conversations that you're more likely here from the front bar at your local. And Clutzy, we're back, baby. We are. We're back at the Caxton Hotel. Fuck, it feels good to be home. Feels great to be home. Uh, I was going to say I'm feeling well rested. Probably not 100% well rested. No. We only got back from uh, Melbourne yet late yesterday, hence why this episode is delayed by a day. Um, but I definitely am feeling the most rest that I have felt in the last 10 days. Yeah, 100%. Quick shout out to Melbourne weather and its unpredictability for giving us a, uh, a light storm coming over wherever the fuck we were at the airport, whatever <sighs> part of Melbourne that is. Tullamarine. Um, yeah, Tullamarine, that's it. Great part of the world, I would say. Um, but yeah, getting out of there was an absolute privilege. Yeah, I hate those Melbourne players. Um, we're joined, <laughs> as always, on the sports show by a good mate, Crow. How are you, mate? Jack Cronin. 
I'm good. Good to have you back, boys. I missed you dearly. Yeah, it's, we were going to try and get this pot, going to try and get this pot out on time today, but we just couldn't do it with our crow, so we thought we'd be better off to leave it a day and uh, get the great man on. Hundred percent. The kid's been doing some great stuff, and we're not going to give, uh, not going to do it by ourselves. We're, no, absolutely he's not. Lifting the show, so. <laughs> mate. You said to us you got a bit of feedback or a few DMs off the back of last week's show. Yeah, after four episodes, finally people started hitting up my DMs <laughs> with feedback, and um. Yeah, a bit of criticism maybe at some would say. But uh, the first one I had was from soon-to-be bachelor Luke Bateman. Yep. Um, also known as former Raider 328. <laughs> how, do you reckon, like, how many Raiders numbers do you know, do you think? Oh, only a couple of biggies. Yep. Aiden Caesar 332. <laughs> Blake Austin 324. <laughs> Papali 300. Not that many, though. Not that many, yeah. 300. It's just yeah. the top of my That's head. Yeah. Needed a big one, yeah. Yeah, he deserves that. Yeah. yeah. But Luke said, um, can't swim, can't bowl. What are you good for, man? <laughs> In response to uh, our social sporting stories. <laughs> shout no, no, out no. to the great man. Yeah, shout out to him. Another one was uh, a good friend of mine. And I, I almost mentioned this when I told the story at the time. Um, for years, my friends just never got the figure right of my none for 41 of two overs. They yep. always said 42. And I'm convinced it was a power move because then I had to correct them. That actually, it was, it was just the 41. <laughs> and so someone's messaged me saying, love the story. Your telling of the none for 43 was so good. <laughs> so I'm convinced that was a power move. I as think well. as well, the person that sent you that, like that's definitely a power yeah, move. Because that's the sort of person they are. Yeah, yeah just a little, little push down. Yeah, fuck and you, then, Michael Garrity. <laughs> <laughs> and then my favourite one uh, was... Uh, I've never felt I've never felt something more than you talking about Sheffield Shield. That 0.5 second sound delay of the ball hitting the bat makes it impossible to watch. But God, the numbers stimulate me without <laughs> making me actually feel a thing. <laughs> stimulate me without making me feel a thing. Those are the kind of DMs I want to get about. Yeah, hundred percent. SS is the uh, people in the know call it SS. We were uh, having a bit of a discussion actually earlier before you got here. We've been here for a couple of hours just sort of watching the fucking ponies. Yeah, and uh, you start a messaging about the Sheffield Shield. I was like, fuck, I forgot to put it on. Now, for me to actually say I forgot to put it on, <laughs> we were watching the Sheffield Shield in our hotel room the other day. Yeah, it stuff. wasn't even Queensland either, no, was it? No, it wasn't. It was like uh, Tassie. Yeah, Tassie Vic at, yep. at Junction Oval. Yep, correct. Of course, how can I forget? Yeah. Yeah. A nothing game. <laughs> no, it, it was a nothing game, but it was also so great to watch. Yeah. Um, you've got us into Sheffield Shield cricket. Yeah, we're watching it the Sarvo. Yeah, you are welcome. Uh, do you actually know the next time that Queensland's playing at Allen Border? No, not off the dome. I I never know when we're playing until like the day before. And yeah, I'm yeah. Like, oh, sweet, we're playing. Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah nice little surprise. I yep. think we might need to go down and have a watch. Is that is that like what it feels like when you wake up on when you think you wake up on a Monday, but it's actually yeah. Sunday? Is that the yeah, same feeling for you? You wake I think up, you're like, similar. <laughs> I saw something today. Um, some guy because because no one's there, the players can hear you say everything pretty much. So there's some drunk guy at the WA um, New South Wales game the other day. And he was just there spraying the WA boys. And after two overs, got kicked out. <laughs> he found his way back in. He was just spraying them again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have to go down and check out. Go again down and give words of encouragement. Alan Borderfield. We could probably even go to the Gabba. Yeah, we probably could. <laughs> I wonder how much ticket to entry is. Surely it's free entry. Or have to be $10. free or a, or a gold coin donation. Gold coin donation, so. yeah. Who's got gold coins these days? So. <sighs> Not me, unless Not. I've been playing the pokies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but... 
Fuck, mate. I wonder what the food would be like and everything as yeah, well. Yeah, we'd have to go down and I think we need to investigate Film the experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually had a bit of our own um, feedback. Well, not feedback, I suppose, but uh, one of the punters out there has reached out with their social sporting horror story, which uh, I thought's quite good because we're keen to hear from everyone. Yeah, so uh, yep. this is obviously hopefully the first of many. So if you've got one out there, you can give us a call on 07-3103-3389 or hit the link in our Instagram or TikTok bio. But uh, we'll get into this one before we move any further. G'day lads, Sean here, uh, long time, first time, etc. Quick shout out to Caesar Palace, the Sheffield Shield, uh, and Sean Fentham, up the milk. I got a uh, social sports story for you. So it was playing cricket a few years ago. Uh, one of our blokes answered a call on his Apple Watch as the bowl was running in, and that uh, blew up, rightly so. Um, they ended up making a huge total, and we had a top order collapse. Um, I came in at, I think it was six, and I was 11 not out when our number eight came in. Uh, we put on a good 130-run partnership in the final, like, 10, 15 overs, which I contributed seven, and he finished 117. So, real Pat Cummins, Glenn Maxwell vibes. Um, <laughs> anyway, after the game, we are shaking hands, and that batsman was still blowing up. Um, language warning, I guess. He said to us, I can't wait to flog you fucking cunts in the granny, um, <laughs> which is pretty rough. And then one of our blokes told him to, you know, told him where to go. He then replied, come to the, come to the car park then, cunt. Um, to which I said, mate, come on, settle down. There's kids around. To which he replied, they're my fucking kids, cunt. They can watch me flog your boats in the fucking car park, <laughs> which was, uh, yeah, out there. Anyway, we, uh, we beat him in the granny, which is the first of our, uh, our premiership three-peats. So shout out to the Wizards and uh, go the Monks. Anyway, love your work. Go the monks. <laughs> Fucking hell, that is so good. That is awesome. I think the best thing about that is that, like, cricket is a non-contact sport. Yeah. And this man is calling someone out in the car park in a non-contact sport. Yeah. Sensational you have, stuff. You have to be fired up. Yeah, really, And inviting really. his own kids to come watch it. <laughs> <laughs> come watch your dad punch on with these two blokes. Father of the year. That's that. Oh, so, kids, it's show and tell what happened on your weekend. Oh, yeah. Here's a tooth from the guy that my dad bashed up yeah. in the car park. Well, even just cricket. when you get home, mum's like, how's the game? Yeah, pretty good but dad got folded by some bloke <laughs> in the car park. i just love social sport and people get fired up to the point of fighting like yeah how can it mean that much to you we used to we've spoken about our touch team before yeah um two his extra try shout out to him uh no longer in operation yeah disbanded but we North used City to bears of touch <laughs> we used to deliberately say how shit we were or just do stuff and commentate the game to piss off the opposition yeah like um, score a try like that's embarrassing yeah <laughs> Australia's most ordinary rig just went around. Yeah, the oh How the fuck did Corey Goats just score on the sideline? Yeah. Um, so make sure if you're out there listening and you've got any uh, other social sporting stories, you get them in because we're keen to hear them. Yeah. that's the shit we want to hear. Yep. Yeah. That is good stuff. I particularly like cricket stories. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it brings something. out the red mist like no other stories. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like that guy waited all like the whole bowling innings to then, he was still so pissed about it. He was trying to fight after. Yeah. Him. Fighting from cricket games is so fucked. Yeah. Like, I just can't That's, imagine. I, I can't imagine it either. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been that fired up in a cricket game. No. Because it's like the if you bowl a bouncer and hit someone in the head, you can't really get angry. Yeah. Because, like, that's the intention of doing it. Yeah, exactly. Knocking someone's head off and yeah, scaring yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. The bowl, the bouncer is one of the most intimidating things in sport, I think. Absolutely, man. I'm with you. Yeah, I'd rather... I'd rather just run it straight off the back fence in a rugby league match and cop a bouncer. That's the thing. You can't really take your aggression out in cricket, can you? No, you but can't. the good thing about it is you, you can get the last laugh. Like if you're, if batsman and bowler are having a, you know, we got a bit going a bit tit for tat at each other, you can either hit yeah. a boundary or get out. Like someone, yeah, yeah, someone's yeah. going to get the last laugh yeah. there. 100%. That's why I think fast bowlers are my favourite sportsmen. 
<laughs> I love fast bowlers. They're just so slow angry. Who was it? James Pattinson? Yeah, used to he was feed good. that shit. Yeah, dude. he used good. to fire the fuck up. Yep. Doug Bollinger didn't mind a bit. Yeah, Dougie B. Remember the bloke who went to school with who in training used to like spray you and shit? Bowl bounces at you. Who was that? I don't want to name him on here. You'll be able to figure it out for sure. He was in the first above us, but played. we played with him, trained with him the whole way through. I really? Can't, I can't believe you can't think who it is. JR. No, 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 no. JH. Oh, I went to another school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck that guy. He was a prick. In, your, in, in the same team and he'd be bowling yeah. bows at you on the net coming down and be like, yeah, watch your fucking head and all that shit. Like, Mate, he's the same fucking kid. fucking Tuesday uh, Arvo training, bro. Wasn't he bowling 130s in like year nine if it's who I'm thinking of? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was like, ridiculous. He'd probably yeah. tell you that. I remember him bowling gas. It yeah, was, he, was, did, he did bowl fucking quick. And like, he was a yeah. good batsman as well. And I yeah. remember in club cricket one day, he got out and he was blowing up. And everyone's trying to tell him it's all good, it's all good. And he's thrown his shit everywhere. And then it was uh, at Albany Creek State School, I believe. And there's like the massive stormwater pipe yeah. uh, that you could easily walk into. And he's just gone and chucked all his shit <laughs> and he stormed into there. And then he's come running and screaming out, crying, swearing like what the fuck there's a fucking swarm of bees coming after him <laughs> and he got stung the right. shit out of and then we're all there laughing at him and he's trying to fucking like throw his pads at us and stuff and unreal stormwater drains really an interesting place to march off to yeah i know like, not wouldn't be up there for me but yeah cr- cricket does to you though yeah exactly it takes right. you to dark dark places yeah where there's no light at the end of that tunnel i used to love that when you were like fielding and you got to play it out and then they'd do like a lap around the field because they were so pissed and <laughs> yeah. then you can see them doing it so like i remember once we got this guy out and then i was at fine leg and then he's just like throwing this ball against a wall right behind <laughs> me like screaming <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, oh we really need some cricket blow-ups yeah we really yeah, need some yeah, cricket blow-ups send them in Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yep. Righto, off the back of the cricket chat, uh, there's pr- actually some pretty hectic stuff happening in the world of cricket over the last week or so in the yes. World Cup. Uh, most notably was Glenn Maxwell hitting 200 the other night. Yeah, 100%. It's our first WWE cricket crossover uh, where Glenn Maxwell decided to reenact The Undertaker. Uh, it was really, really impressive stuff. For those who aren't in the know, Australia playing against Afghanistan. It's like one of the worst performances by the Australian cricket team, or it was looking so... I think we had a uh, 96% chance of not winning the game yeah, at one point. Like something that, ridiculous. Yeah. Glenn Maxwell goes out there and hits the first ever Australian ODI men's double ton. And How many he, balls did he face? It's like 140. Uh, yeah, low hundreds. Yeah, Crazy yeah. shit. Ridiculous. But I think the craziest thing was there was one point he's 
cramping up and they said they took him off during the uh, Afghanistan batting innings, I believe, because he was cramping up. Uh, and They could see all the signs happening. But he was out there and just at one point just fell over. Yeah. He like in planked. agonizing pain. Yeah, he planked. Well, I heard him say he had two a double leg cramp yeah. and then his back spasmed as he hit yeah, the ground. And then hammy and then yeah, he hit the ground yeah. and his back started spasming and he was just like, Ugh. Fucking unbelievable stuff. <laughs> it's just like the ICC did one of the best edits of all time, I think, where he's lying down, then all of a sudden they start playing the Undertaker move uh music. And as the, the bell dings, Glenn's head just pops back up. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God. But he was so battered that he like Barely was even moving his feet. Yep. He's just yep. swinging and timing the ball. And like. Still yeah. hitting 360. Like yeah. he was yeah. still hitting like, um, well, he's a right-hander, like behind third man yep. as a left-handed. Yeah, he's like, fucking, ridiculous. he's a freak of nature. They don't come to the big show for nothing. No, they no. don't. And it's so good. Like he literally put the nation on his back and fucking carried us to victory against Afghanistan, which is no easy feat. No, so absolutely quite a good not. cricketing nation these days. So off the back of that, we do have a last man standing for M.A. Crow over there on the couch. Now these are going to be um, solo sports efforts. So times when players, you know, just basically, as Klutzy said, put the nation or their team on their back and uh, rise above the turbulence on the field to get the victory. Just insane. Insane stuff. So we've got some pretty fucking, like, they're all pretty up there. To kick it off, we'll obviously kick off with Glenn Max on the weekend, the 200 against Afghanistan. There's only five, so one okay. to five. I'll put it at two because it was genuinely one of the best of all time, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll just hold something for- in case. For Sa- oh, sorry, I was going to say, for Sachin Tendulkar to say that's the best one-day yeah. knock he's ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Who people would arguably say is the greatest cricketer of all time. He's seen a few yeah. one-day innings, Sachin yeah. Tendulkar. So we, um, so I read that, um, so there's been, I think, six double hundreds in ODI cricket before or something like that, maybe yep. six to ten. But anyway, no one's ever done it not opening. Yeah. And Maxwell did it from six. I yeah. can't remember, like, I can't remember the exact stats, but. Klutz and I were sleeping together in the same room and nice. woke up in the morning. It's pretty hot. And he was like, um, Australia were n- whatever, whatever. Yeah, for 90. And they yep. needed like 211 runs and Maxwell went out and hit 200. So like no one else hit any of the runs. Yeah, like, come and see, yeah. I scored 12 off 70. Yeah, and Maxwell hit the rest of them. Yep. Like, yep. That's fucking insane. It was nuts. So yeah, smart play leaving number one open. Um, what about Steve Bradbury in the Olympics? Obviously everyone else fell over. Steve just skating through. Yeah. I'm going to put it at four just because there were so many other elements in play. Yeah. Yep. I think that like the Maxwell effort of there was a bit more skill involved. Yeah. No, no disrespect to the great yeah. Steve, Steve Bradbury. Bradbury had run like his, he getting into that final was his yeah. like Maxwell effort. Yeah. And then the cards just fell in his lap and yeah. Yep. Be there. Exactly. You make your own luck. So it's let's go when the cards are in the right space. Yeah. Unlike our mate Lilo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At rig. Very we'll niche joke. That. Very niche joke. Um, Okay, the third cab off the rank. So we've got one and four locked away. Wait, two and four. Two and, two and four. four, sorry, yeah. Third cab off the rank, John Aloisi in the 2006 World Cup qualifier for Australia, slotting that penalty. It's either three or one because I'm leaving five open in case of something. Would you say, though, that it was, <laughs> would you say it was like a, a big effort? Like I'm, what I'm trying to say is... Big moment for that's Australian the, that's sport. The, the nation on your shoulders. Yep. Yeah. No true. World Cups for 30, 32 years. Yep. Uh, it's got to be three or one. I'm going to... I think Maxwell's is better, but for the for the way we're playing this game, strategy-wise, I'm going to put it one. <laughs> Very interesting. Strategy-wise. Yep. So, number... The fourth cap off the rank. I don't want to say number four because I'm 
don't want to coach you into it. Mm. Darren Lockyer, broken cheekbone, kicking a field goal oh, yeah, in no, the it's... golden point uh, against the Dragons. Yeah, I'm happy Stepped with Stepped up three. to the plate. Happy bloody Jared Beal. Yeah, bloody Jared Beal. <laughs> yeah. Fucking friendly fire. So what have we got? One is Aloisi. Yep. Two, Maxwell. Maxwell. Three. three, Lockyer. Yep. Four, Bradbury. I, I can live with it. You yep. can live with it. Oh, it's such a shame because I think this one you'd want to have put it above Bradbury, but you'll probably still be pretty happy with it. Uh, the fifth cab off the rank was Jack Cronin's none for 44 <laughs> off two overs. <laughs> 44. <laughs> oh, just for the listeners, it was 41. <laughs> just, making sure, just making sure. Yeah, whatever you say, 40, 45 I heard. Uh, 57 by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're lucky, I'm going to be a lot higher than that. You oh. have the worst bowling stats of all time. Yeah, We were trying to stitch you up there and have you put that at number one, which was quite That's disappointing. I, I had a feeling it might be in there, and I was just trying to... Hold five just in case. <laughs> I like uh, how you've uh, you've sort of cottoned on to that as yeah. well. Very early. We should have had a replacement in there. We could that he would have yeah. been forced to play at five. Yeah. Something fucking outstanding. But we're doing some research and some stuff, and there's some crazy motherfuckers in the world. Yeah, I saw one that was like Byron Leftwich when he was in college in 2002, broke his tibia or fibia, so in his lower left leg, um, for Marshall University. <laughs> And he stayed in the game. And after every play, two offensive linemen would pick him up and march him down to where the next oh play God. was. Wild played the yeah. rest of the game. Ridiculous. Crazy, crazy there was like another shit. one. Phil Sims did his spleen. Came off, then went back on and complained about being uncomfortable. Burst his spleen. One of our mates from school had to wear a brace on his finger for eight weeks because he played too much Call of Duty and had a repetitive strain injury. So it really puts things into perspective. It does. We're all fighting our own battles. <laughs> we it. really are. We really Jesus are. gives his strongest soldiers yeah. the biggest, the heaviest crosses. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Jackson Buckby. Yeah, Jackson Buckby, you weak dog. <laughs> Drive fight. Alrighty, so obviously it's been a tumultuous time for rugby union in Australia. Um, you could probably say that for the last 10 years almost. Yeah, but, uh, maybe, maybe longer. Maybe yeah. longer, yeah. Probably since Johnny Wilkinson broke our hearts yeah. in 2003, uh, we've been on a, a slight decline that's what's, really rampant up. What's the stat on Eddie Jones? He's like won two games out of the last nine, nine or something. 10, two yeah. out of nine, six captains in nine games, biggest loss ever to South Africa. Um, worst performance in the World Cup. Worst yeah. performance in the World biggest Cup. the World Cup. First time coming last in the rugby championship and also who was the two teams we beat georgia and georgia and portugal yeah yeah Yeah. two powerhouses yeah like nothing against them but if you're not beating them you're in trouble like he's almost taking those two as a gimme out of his nine yeah exactly it's fucked um worth their salt pumped us yeah exactly right yeah it's it's even worse when you have a look i think we've discussed it before how england had eddie jones they're basically in the same position as us and they finished third Yep. Like it's fucked. Anyway, um, I was chatting to <laughs> uh, Michael Atkinson, um, a Jeep stalwart and current Channel 9 presenter and stand presenter. Did Doing a sterling job at the World Cup. Oh, Mate, I was going to say. He's so good. He's yeah. fucking awesome at what he does, just quietly. I was literally um, just about to say as well, he's doing some unreal stuff. So. Yeah. He's one of the best in the business. Yeah. And... Uh, Got to do it all. He was coming back and uh, it was when Eddie Jones was announced as losing his job and I just messaged him and I was like, I think you need to go into the head coaching role of the Wallabies or you need to run the whole organisation because Hamish McLennan's doing a terrible job. The fact that he hasn't stood down yet when he's got no fucking idea what's going on uh, is just ridiculous. His wife has been in Instagram comments trying to defend him, which has been Uh hilarious. Now, you know when your wife's coming into bat for you on Instagram, which is probably the worst social media platform to do that on, 
uh, you know you're doing a fucking terrible job. Yep. Shout out David Warner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shout out Davey. Um, but Michael eventually responded joke, to yeah, me we'll in just... between uh, – Yeah, he eventually responded to me, sorry, and um, said that if he's going to take over the Wallabies and take over the ARU, he wants me as CEO. Wow. And I was like, wow, that is crazy. Makes sense. Really? He's like, yes, chief energy officer. <laughs> so what we want to say is I think that us three here – could have the credentials to take some different roles in the ARU, um, whether we be probably just in the head office of ARU to yep. redirect rugby. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely be taking um, CEO. I'd also like to be a hydration specialist. Yep. But only for after games. Yeah. Because but, but that, that, like almost the CEO, that's almost their number one job, right? Like yeah, exactly. If you're worried about energy, yeah. that's when you bring the energy. Yeah, I was going to say um, – out in thirds and you'll never lose. <laughs> so that was what my motto would be. I love that. Out in thirds and you'll never, never lose. Never lose, yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's Jeep sixth grade, baby. And the only time that we lose is when everyone's flat as fuck because some of them are hungover. Some yep. of them have already been on the beers. Yep. Don't have much energy at fucking eight o'clock on a Friday night. No, no, no. It happens. But it that's what happens happen. when you don't have a CEO in place. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'll be taking CEO and a chief hydration officer for after games. What do you reckon your day-to-day would look like as a CEO? Um, well, I think I'd have to construct playlists. Yep, for sure. And it wouldn't be the same songs every day because I feel like the boys- That would, would just get stale. They'd hate it. So, you know, like at the moment, RL Grime, Halloween mix, we'd probably get that going to really get some vibes going in the gym. I like it. A uh, bit of Marlon Hofstadt as well. Yep. Get what's hot. Um, You're playing the team song as well? Yeah, just team to song. Just to remind yep. them. I think we'd probably take at least half an hour of each day to um, go over the team song and do different versions of it because yep. it's always fun when you're on the piss afterwards to do different versions of your team song. Yep, have an after dark version. Yeah, and I think we just basically just go around hyping the boys up all day. Yeah, I like that. I could not sit down. Like yep. I would have to be up and about yep. going. Which is going. what you do. Yeah, there'd be a lot of thrusting. Yep. Because I think people like it when I thrust. Yep, like it. Uh, it's yeah. Shout out to Jess West who <laughs> saw a lot of that first at the hand, uh, yeah. ordinary rig comp on the weekend. But uh, worst seat in the house, poor Westy. Definitely <laughs> the worst seat in the house. That poor, poor girl. She does not get paid enough. By <laughs> budgie to deal with that. Um, but yeah, I think I just have to bring those vibes and just keep everyone going and going and going. It's not an eight-hour job. It's not a nine till five either. I feel like it's more of a uh, five thirty till nine thirty. It's more of a massive forty-two-hour week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Because hey. I worked such One of longer the hours than that. One of the old timers. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Did you have a uh, CEO that you'd like to appoint? Like, sorry, not a CEO, but someone to head up the ARU. Did you have someone in mind? Um, well, I actually didn't go for the head of the ARU because. I already said Akko would be it, but yeah, I had a sure. coach. Yeah, I had yeah, a coach nice, in mind. Nice, nice. Um, Nathan Shaw. Nice. Yeah. Um, I actually had two different coaches. So I got Nathan Shaw just for obvious reasons. The man has taken sixth grade from one of the worst uh, sixth grade teams to one of the best. He's all about vibe. Master yep. man manager. He is a master man manager. We'll have manager. to get him on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that'd be great. <laughs> Fuck, he's hot. Yeah, for someone who's hot. like 40, in their 40s, doesn't yeah. look I it. thought he's 27. He's got no, a bit exactly. about him. Yeah, fuck He does no. have a bit about him. Can play him. footy too. Um, We're of course talking about some of the plays sixth grade with Klutzy down at Jeeves for the people who uh, have no idea who Nathan Shaw is. Former Queensland sprinting champion in his heyday. Yeah, um, obviously. Can't tell that now because he's had a lot of fun. Yeah, that's fine. But that's like most of us. That's um, why you want him on the board. That's it. And then the other person who's his assistant coach who I think is really coming to the ranks, someone we can really get behind that – 
could even I can't believe I'm saying this could even surpass Nathan as a coach. Huge, uh, Matty Burbeck. Yep. Uh, for those of you who listen to the Wednesday show, Matty from England. Yeah, the UK's most ordinary rig. Yeah, the UK's most ordinary rig. Um, he's also a professional rugby coach for the Exeter Chiefs under 17s back in England, and wow. the attack coach for the under 18s. So he's built like a f- melted marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One that's been left in the fire for way too long. Um, Maybe a couple of melted marshmallows <laughs> together, but that's all right. Glass uh, houses for me then. I, I just think, like, this bloke, I said to Das and multiple people, is possibly the funniest man I've ever met. Yep. And the energy that he brings and his willingness to just want to have a good time all the time and get to the park. No one's out enthusing him. No one's out enthusing him. And his quick-wittedness, I think, is uh, something that could translate to the rugby field where – We'd just be straight on it. You yeah, know, I the like ball. It. <clears throat> Sometimes people hesitate. His quick, his, uh, quick wittedness, I think, would uh, help with the boys' reaction times and just being good. Sounds good. Now, what are we appointing Crow as? What are you appointing yourself as? I, given I have a bit of like a, a work in marketing, I was thinking it could be a good way to get a lot of experience and be an intern to the marketing pigeon. Yes, yeah, nice. 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 He really knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just um, like learning from the best, basically. So that's long days doing nothing. <laughs> yep. Um, making sure no one knows Super Rugby's on. Eating heaps of bread. Yep. <laughs> making sure <laughs> no one can watch it. Yeah, trying to do some PR for Eddie. Um, Jeez, that'd be tough. Yeah, it's a big day. Huge day. For how will you find the time to do the show? Yeah. Yeah, I might have to work 42 hours that way. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'm never going to live that <laughs> No, 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 you won't. Um, and did you have someone in mind for the coach or the, the CEO? So I was thinking we need to bring back winning, right? Because there's not been a lot of it yep. at the ARU. And I was Correct. thinking, like, what's, like, who are the biggest winners I know? And then I thought, well, obviously, Queensland State of Origin. Yep. And I was like, what have they done in recent years to, to right the ship? And that's just bring all the boys back. Yep. So, you know... You look at that coaching staff and you got Billy Slater, yep. Greg Inglis, Nate Miles, Jonathan Thurston, Cam yep. Smith. Cam Smith. And you're just like, those were all my heroes when I was growing up. Yep. Like I'd never want to let them down. If you're a young like someone yeah. our age playing Origin for Queensland right now, yeah. you're getting coached by the like blokes. All your heroes. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So I was like the wallabies, who made me feel so safe when I was a little kid? Like I felt like I was being tucked into bed by him every night. And that mm. was Stephen Larkham. Yeah. Wearing yes. the headgear. Yeah. hundred percent. Safe as houses at ten. Long yes. cotton jersey. Yeah, and then we need some vibes to go along in the assistant coaches. So I thought just get all the Gebra boys in. So yes, yes dude. dude. Adam Ashley Cooper, Gitz, um, Drew Mitchell. The professor can even be in there as well. If I can yeah, why not? Yeah. And we're bringing winning back to the Wallabies. Yeah, That's fucking it. oath. On um, a 100% serious note, Australian rugby needs to throw every bit of marketing money that they have at Gebra. The best thing that's happened. The best thing that's happened to rugby in twenty years. Yeah, by country mile. Fuck, they are funny. They are so good. Yeah, and they've opened up the world to. There's always been this stigma around rugby that it's just like blokes in suits who will go work for their dads and earn shit tons of money once they're done with rugby. They don't have to be there, but the characters they've brought on. Yeah. My favourite still being Sterling Morlock. Yeah, Snorkatron. <laughs> oh Wearing my his God. gloves as well yeah. on the pod. <laughs> so Great good. stuff. The fact that you got blokes like that in rugby, and we've all known this for being around rugby, but yeah. I think the world needs to know that there is a lot more Snorkatrons around. Yeah, actually a bit of personality in the sport. Yeah, yes, it's fucking dude. awesome. And I think that's what they're lacking the most. But I, I love that appointment of Gebra. I, uh, I actually had thinking of a similar elk to you, uh, Crow. So... 
what I think one of the big issues in with rugby in Australia at the moment is that no one really knows or cares about it. As you said, like the pigeon obviously doing a wonderful job, but outside of that, like I remember when the world cup squad got announced, Klutzy, probably the biggest union dribble I know, like out of all my mates, he would follow it closely, arguably maybe by one or two. There's probably three or four of you who like proper into it. Mm. Not to say that the rest of us don't like it, but you know, like they're the yeah, boys yeah, that are yeah. fucking hard out. They didn't know who some of the players were that were named in the squad. And I'm like, how is that? Like, imagine if the Kangaroos got named and us three sitting here didn't know a player. Yeah. You'd be like, how is that even possible? Yeah, it's a bit um, ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And uh, I think that what we need to do is there's there's going to be characters in the team, I'm sure of it. Yeah. But just no one knows who they are. They're all too scared to, you know, be themselves on camera or speak their mind or whatever, whatever. So I'd like to appoint myself as the SPR, the Storytelling and Personal Relations Officer. Nice. And basically, I think rugby needs storytelling. And that's going to be yeah. my job. We're, yeah, we're building good. a content team. We're getting podcasts going. We're getting the boys on other people's podcasts. Everyone needs to know them. Think about some of people's favorite players in the rugby league, like Brandon Smith. Yeah. yeah. He's just fucking hilarious. Like yeah. Cooper Johns, who we were talking about just before off yeah. camera. Like that, that's what people need. Yeah. Like Cooper Johns is like a nothing, like uh, red, like fringe first grader slash Reggie's player. Everyone knows yeah. who he is. All due respect to Cooper Johns. Yeah. And yeah, everyone loves him. Exactly. And that ev- Munster, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Creaky chairs up here. <laughs> but I think that's what we're missing. Like it's it's hard to get around a team and feel a certain way about them if you don't even know who they are. Whereas I feel like with the rugby league players, you actually, well, like a lot of them, you feel yeah. like you're almost mates with them. Not mates with them, but you know what I mean? You know no, their story. Mates with the Raiders yeah. boys. Yeah, definitely mates with the Raiders boys. Shout out Luke Bateman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so that's what I was thinking. And then I thought uh, as sort of part and parcel with that, I could bring on as coach Rupert McCall, potentially uh, yes. one of the great Australian storytellers of all yeah. time. Obviously just invigorates a sense of fucking national pride whenever he opens his mouth. Yeah. Let's get him in there to fucking G the boys up to lead them around the dressing rooms. Right. Like, Rupert is uh, always hanging around brothers. So he's a brother's old boy. And I don't think it's any coincidence that brothers won basically every fucking premiership this year. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He did a speech at Morris once. It was such a private school thing to have a guy come in and do a poem yeah. in the assembly. But, but he was um, from Morris, so that's why he was there. there Preface that, but yeah. It was, um, it was, it fired me right up. Exactly. And, yeah. Obviously, Morris wins everything in the ARC. Yeah, well. they did in the glory days. Exactly yeah. right, yeah. Exactly. Uh, fuck, they even got in for the Dolphins, and the Dolphins went really well at the start. Yeah. Like Rupert wasn't there in the back end of the year, and well, we'll we saw what happened. Yeah. So. They still exceed expectations. That's it. You know what the Dolphins also did really well? Stand documentary. Yeah, Storytelling. That mm. Storytelling. That that's what I'm telling you. They're oh, fucking, oh, yeah. look at their supporter base. I think that's, you know what's fucked? It literally is just that. Like, yeah. No one has a personal relationship or feels like they have a personal relationship with a rugby union player. No, no one. It's fucked. So you're going to bring the energy. Crow, I'm going to tell the stories. Crow's yeah. going to make sure the stories like get it. out there yeah. and we'll fix rugby union. If there's any rugby union players that listen to this, first of all, I'm sorry for hosting your sport. I do play it as well. So, uh, but we, we also want it to but be good. We want it yeah. to be good. Yeah. So... Fucking reach out. Imagine that. Oh, no, not another fucking sport that Australia dominates out. That would be so bad. Yeah. Like, I would fucking froth that. It'd be so fucking sick. Yep. Well, we were with some absolute characters on the weekend. Some yep. great blokes. Exactly. Charlie Gamble, Joey Walton, great yep. fellas. Charlie Gamble's a fucking hot bloke as well. Very hot. Made like, me feel like shit on the super yacht. <laughs> yeah. It's like, put your clothes back yeah, on. please, dude. My missus is on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I used to have a missus and- now she's with Charlie Gamble. Because <laughs> nah, his mistress true. finds out that they were dating on the podcast and now that they've broken up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Caitlin. <laughs> it's not the worst breakup from this week. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 
Something else came to light today. The Broncos have announced their away kit for the 2024 season, yeah. which is the kit they'll be playing in, in Vegas. Yep. We had a pretty lengthy discussion probably around this time last year, I'm guessing, Klutzy, mm. about collars on jerseys. Mm. And uh, the New Jersey has a collar on it. Yes, it does. And uh, shout out to Kirk Capewell. Um, he's about the same age as us, getting towards the back end of his rugby league career. Tell you what, after the photos came out of that man wearing that jersey in front of the uh, Las Vegas signs, yep. that man's going to be a male model after his football career because it yep. was fucking hot. He's got nothing to worry about. No, he's got nothing to worry about. He's already and done a little bit of male modeling in, in his past. I've he been. has, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that uh, once or twice before <laughs> myself. But uh, shout out to the great man. Um, I think having collars... On jerseys is just the greatest thing ever. Is that what the boys were missing this year to take it all the way? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think they did have an alternate strip that had a collar on it. Yeah. But I think this means full-time away strip's going to have a collar. And there's surely no way if the away strip has a collar, the home strip won't. No, the home's the exact same as last year. Oh, is it? So to be a buzzkill. Fuck, there you go. Fuck. Classic Cronin with his fucking finger on the pulse. Yeah. Well, Well, they'll play in their away jersey in the grand final next year, so... Yep, well, that's what they did this year and they couldn't get it done, so... Exactly right. The collar is the extra boost needed. It is. As we know, Queensland has collars and Queensland just doesn't lose series. No, absolutely So, uh, very excited to see how the Broncos go with that. Um, On that as well, I heard they're trying to send one player from each team over to the States for four weeks to promote the game. Fuck. And I'm pretty sure it sounds like they're sending Pat Carrigan. Oh, why not? The walking How billboard. How fucking good would that yeah, be? The hottest man in the world. Did you see the photos of him modelling the kit today? Yes, stuff? It was It was good stuff. It's, it's great day. stuff. He can it's make ridiculous. any jersey look good. Yeah. No jersey. He was either. looking very handsome. Yeah. It's a ver- in my eyes, it's a very simple way on how they market the Broncos. Sex sells. It's like the reincarnation of fucking Chris Hemsworth, who played Thor. Yep. Paddy Carrigan could easily play the role of Thor. 100%. He's and the Americans Thor of the NRL. love that shit. Yeah. Thor fucking saved New York in a movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, look at that. Paddy Carrigan, the next Thor. Yep, I love it. He's uh, probably got the most real estate across his chest out of any player in the NRL as yeah. well. So if they're whacking logos and things yep. on yeah. the front of the jerseys, like, it's just a commercial. Like, obviously makes com- sense from a commercial point of view as well. Well, it's a marketer's dream, Darcy. He is a marketer's dream. He's a marketer's dream. dream. Yeah, maybe Simple Crow needs to get him for the fucking Wallabies. Yeah. Oh, God. That would be a big signing. Well, that would has, be a He huge did play signing. a bit of union in, um, at school. Please don't sign him. We need to keep him. Fuck, well, I don't know, man. Nah, he's staying at the Bronx. He's not yeah, no, play. there's no way he's going to go back and play Union. No I don't way. even know what he'd play. No man. chance. No chance. You could... <laughs> no, fuck. Imagine if he does. Oh, fuck, I'd be devastated. Dude, I, I think he'd cry. Yeah, 100%. Ugh, take Cleary. Yeah, take Cleary. Yep. Yeah, take they Cleary. could just take New South Wales. Like Cleary, Matt Burton, yeah. Cameron Murray, have yep. them all. Yeah, Cameron Murray, please go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's a huge win-win for all of us, right? Because there's yep. three great players now playing for the national side yep. in another yep. sport who we can get behind. And they're no longer terrorising us in the NRL. There are a lot of whispers around how, yes, Nathan's signed to the end of 2027, but if this Mary Fowler relationship is the real deal... She does play for Manchester over in England. Yeah. He's yeah, accomplished right. everything he can in rugby league, I believe. Mm. Um, and it's very easy to break a rugby league contract. Yeah. Very, very it, easy. He would probably carve up in the Super League Yeah, well. what about him just going and playing for like Warrington or something, winning oh, five Man of Steel yeah. while, while dating Mary Fowler? Then we could support him. We're, oh, we're I've heard whispers us. that they reckon what could potentially happen if it ever did 
was that he could just go play like top 14 fucking rugby yeah. based in the UK. Yeah, right. And they change eligibility rules so that he can get picked because he grew up in New Zealand yep. when Ivan was yeah. coaching over there. Yeah. Um, he's got a mad respect for the game because everyone does over there. He'd be so fucking good. He'd be so fucking good. What do you think he's going to play for the All Blacks? No. Oh, you play for they, the so you, you just mean... They reckon sorry. they changed the eligibility rules so that if he yeah, goes yeah, over yeah. and plays over yeah. there, they could pick I him. I just thought you meant he'd play for the for the All Blacks because he grew up in New Zealand, but you just mean he got his he's, understanding of the game. has a mad yeah. understanding and he grew up with a lot of boys that play top-level union. Yep, yep, so yep. he has a big respect for the game. Like I think yep. a lot of people don't over here these days. Yep. Well, so they will after they hear this podcast and we take the reins. I hope so. Uh Jesus, imagine that, in charge of something. Yeah. What could go wrong? We're going to try and do a collab potty with the G-Bra boys as well one day. Yeah. That'd be so good. Try and t- tee it up. I tried to get Drew to... Drew on their podcast said that they go to five or six different clubs next year and play a game, like play a half for that team. They did it for Queanbeyan or something Yeah, year? they yeah. did. And they yeah. said how, like, oh, it'd be rough because we get there on the Friday and have beers, play the Saturday, and then go home Sunday or Monday. And I pitched to him. I was like, come play for Jeeps. Bring the boys. You get to play Friday night. Yep. You play up afterwards, and then you get to come back down the next day for another game to play up with. Yep. Sorry, bro. I'm a red heavy. We'll beat you. Oh, that makes me feel sick. Dude, sucks, <laughs> eh? Hey. I, I had the uh, utmost respect for Drew, and then yeah. he told me his club when he left Sean Cliff, uh, Northern Brisbane. Oh, he went to Pats. He went to Pats. Yep. Jeez, that's a great His club was UQ. You've just ruined Crow's Day, which is massive considering yeah. uh, Queensland got done by South Australia in the Sheffield Shield mm. prior to this podcast starting. Yeah, so. that yeah. really, really put me in a bad mood on the way here. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> buckle up, buddy. Drew Mitchell is a red heavy. <laughs> well, fortunately, uh, Matt Gitter was a Canberra Raiders man. So that there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's his dad huge. Coaches out New South Wales. Uh, his brother, sorry, coaches out New South Wales Cup team. That's his huge. Dad played for the Raiders. There you go. So it's all it's all coming together. God, imagine yeah. if Gitz was a, a Raider. They probably would have won a premiership by now. I know. We could have been a powerhouse in the mid-2000s. Fucking oath, yeah. yeah. Gitz putting in kicks for Adam Mogg. Oh, Clinton oh. Shavosky. Stop it. Oh, <laughs> oh my Jesus God. Christ. Okay, that's enough. I've got <laughs> getting movement downstairs, so I better move on. <laughs> yeah. um, thanks for listening. Please, 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 uh, if you want to talk Sheffield Shield, Caesars Palace on Instagram. Uh, how do you spell it? Because I can never spell it. S-E-Z-E-R-S S-E-Z-E That's what always gets me Yeah um, True <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you get in his DMs With Shepherd Shield Chat And if you've got a uh, Social sport blow up Get in touch Doesn't have to be cricket But uh, definitely If you've got a cricket one Don't hesitate yeah, Please Yeah 100% I think cricket's the best But also touch blow ups Yeah touch Love blow ups touch for sure blow-ups. Any blow ups It's going to be footy blow ups yeah. Fucking netball I don't care yeah. Whatever you got Bring, Send them in uh, We'll see you Monday Thanks for listening Bye Clutzy, have you heard about the brand new way to make money? No. Do you want to hear about it? Yes, please tell me more. It's a foolproof method. Foolproof? Yeah, foolproof, yeah. Foolproof is the word I'm looking for, method. Uh, It's called going to dominoes.com.au and entering the the code BBB2DL and getting two pizzas and two sides from $25 delivered. Oh, so you're basically getting it for free. You're basically getting it for free. You're basically making money at that price. They're giving it away. That is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why I haven't done it before. It's one of the fucking simplest life hacks I've ever I've ever come across in my life. Uh, do you want to tell the lovely people about their brand new pizza, the Philly cheesesteak? Oh my God, yes I do. The Philly cheesesteak. Now, for those who don't know what a Philly cheesesteak is, it's this 
glorious thing on a bun usually with uh, a bunch of nicely finely chopped up meat and just uh, capsicum, peppers and cheese and Domino's have just gone where we've heard Klutzy talk about Philly cheesesteaks way too many times. So we've chucked it on a pizza so the big fella can just keep eating and eating and eating them. I've seen Klutzy get very, very excited over food plenty of times, but I've never <laughs> seen him get as excited and as animated as the first time he tried the Philly cheesesteak pizza. So if you're out and about this weekend and you need your pizza fixed, make sure you go to Domino's. Uh, try the Philly cheesesteak pizza. There's a host of codes which are pinned on our Instagram and in our Facebook group to give you a cheeky little discount too. Uh, plenty of different bundles, so check them out. And thank you to Domino's for supporting the show this week. 